0: Hey everyone, welcome to Game Off Podcast number 31. I am your host, Andrew, here with co-host Brent Arcadia. We're here to talk to you about no news whatsoever, because it's still in the middle of (laughs) quarantine times. Uh, We got a fireside chat that we're going to go on about, something or other, I'll figure it out. And we're also going to be talking about two games in our showcase, Deliver Us the Moon, but not in Temptation. And uh, my game, which is Animal Crossing, I remember now. (laughs) Took me a second there.
1: Which, which one? The, the cell phone one?
0: Yeah, we're going to be talking about Animal Crossing um, Mobile Mayhem. It's like a Marble Madness <laughs> kind of game, but with Animal Crossing characters on it.
1: Uh, this, this is shape this enough to be a, a good, well-planned episode. I can already <laughs> feel it.
0: <laughs> Animal Crossing New Horizons, I think is what it's called, right?
1: Oh, I thought it, I thought the NH was New Hampshire, but... Yeah, <laughs> Animal Crossing New Horizons. Why, why would anyone go there?
0: Oh, they got... Um... Oh, think that's that's where the fun spot is. Fun spots in New Hampshire.
1: It's just the drive-through state to get to Maine, as far as I'm concerned.
0: <laughs> I mean, I, I it depends on... No, you really can't get into Maine without going through New Hampshire, can you? No,
1: I mean, with a boat or a plane, I guess. Well,
0: yeah, yeah, boat or plane. But who New owns New those? <laughs> Not me. Not me. How, how are you doing there, Brent? How's things going? Uh, going you know, good.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I've reached the point in the quarantine where I'm just... Now assuming I have infinite time for video games, now I just keep buying video games that I don't know if I'll ever play. Like the Mafia Trilogy, um, I bought Greedfall yesterday. I'm already in the middle of like five games. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. How about you? How are you doing?
0: Uh, I'm doing okay. Uh, th- that's actually a good, you, you've got there as a good segue to what you've been playing. So you haven't been playing Greedfall or the Mafia Trilogy. I, I'm I'm gathering from you there.
1: No, no, no. No, I've been, I'm still tinkling with vamp. Pyre. I don't know if we talked about that on the last episode. I still technically haven't beaten Persona, even though I'm at 120 fucking hours in that game. What a time sink. Boy, but what a good game.
0: I thought you Just... were going to say that you were at 125%. Like, somehow this game to 100% <laughs> it required you to actually 100% it twice.
1: Wouldn't that be the most Japanese thing ever? You <laughs> limit break your completion percentage? <laughs>
0: You hit hundred percent, and then it unlocks the next completion bar.
1: Yeah, yeah. You only get the the first of the special cinematics, and then you need to do it a second time. But like, ev- everything has an S at the end of the word. <laughs> yeah, Just that's something that's, really lazy.
0: That's when they they unlock the new like higher than S rank, which you then need to go achieve everywhere. Yeah, yeah. You couldn't possibly have gotten it up to that point, and now do it again. <laughs> do it again, you you trophy slave.
1: <laughs> that does remind me. I actually beat uh Yakuza Kiwami not long ago and it has like an SSS rank for something. It's of course the it fuck does. On. Come the fuck on. See when you think you you beat this like certain mode called Majima Everywhere, it's like you get to S and you're like I have to be done. Like some games it's A, some games it's S. Like I get that. I'm I've been playing games for a while. Right. Gets to double S. I'm like are you fucking kidding me? This guy keeps jumping me in the street. Like i'm gonna f- fucking lose it get a triple S. Um, and it's like the achievement you get is you're like you finally settled the score and then after the dialogue he's like yeah i'm not gonna stop doing that. i'm gonna keep jumping at you every 10 feet and you're like what, what are you talking about
0: so so, so you're you're really nothing, selling me on this game right now you're nothing me means anything like really anymore game.
1: oh i love i love that game i beat that game in like a fucking like four days flat like if if the achievements didn't bug on me, I would have 100% it done, done. all the stupid karaoke in that game. Looked at all the the, the dirty videos. There's a lot of dirty videos. Uh, Is neither there? Here nor there? Yeah, they're not like like smutty, but there's 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 a lot of like cleavage. Like okay, a lot, was, like a alarming I, amount.
0: I was gonna say, how are you how are you qualifying dirty videos that aren't smutty? That maybe I'm just you know a weird. New Englander, that I don't, I don't know all the nuance of dirty that you can really have.
1: (laughs) Well, both of us being from New England, uh, we're very puritanical. So, dirty to me means bikini. Um, (laughs) In in this game, so they actually like, they hired like porn stars to be characters in the game, and then if you get to know these characters really well, for some reason they'll just like. I don't even know how it's transferred, but neither here nor there. They like. You just, like, unlock a certain percentage of your relationship with them, and they're like, hey, thanks for hanging out with me. Here's a dirty video of me just, like, in a bubble bath with a bikini on. And you're like, oh, okay. okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad we got coffee together all these times. I didn't realize this is where this was going.
0: See, that the idea of that makes me so uncomfortable. Like, <laughs> that idea Why? That, someone would, that, that someone would just escalate things like that. <laughs> and just like oh hey by the way um here's a dirty video of me but i don't mm, No, no 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 no, so no no no
1: this this is the biggest problem i actually had with the game one of the characters is like openly uh, one of the female characters is openly gay she's like oh i don't even I my favorite part of working at a host club which in japan is like um basically you just go and pay a lot a lot of money for drinks but like you'll always have a companion there Um, So you get to know this girl and she's like I'm openly gay like nothing's Ever gonna happen here but like I'm glad we're Friends like all this stuff and so it's like a Really like wholesome Relationship for the most part like she goes through All these like breakup stories and stuff that you Kind of are along for and At the end of it she sends You a a dirty video of herself And you're like oh that kind of That's like a weird message To send it's like It's like if you try hard enough you can You know make like (laughs) straighten this girl out and it's like no don't 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 do that don't do that
0: that's so I that's yucky really gross. I don't like that I
1: don't, I don't like that at, all. that at all otherwise it's really good game a lot of the stories are just stupid fun but yeah it's some some weird messaging in that one how about you what have you been playing
0: oh I've been going through my backlog of um, of games that I should have never gone back to try and play again <laughs> uh, so you know I've been playing planet side 2 remember that one?
1: <laughs> yes, barely.
0: Yeah, that's... That was. was that's that the still FPS for, you the, it? for Eve? No, this is this is like more further back than that. Oh, Jesus! Um, really cool idea. It's a like a m- massively multiplayer online FPS where okay. you're where you're constantly fighting on a gigantic map that's broken up into sectors, and you're one of three. Uh, factions that are trying to take control of the whole continent so imagine like you had a gigantic battlefield map and each the the whole map was broken up into 50 different areas and each area had five control points in it yeah and so you're like slowly taking over places and really cool idea that just is way too it's just too much Everything about it is too much. It reminds it reminds me of um, when I've tried to get into like Fire Emblem Heroes, or not not Fire, which one's the one on mobile? Is that Fire Emblem Heroes? Heroes? Yeah. Okay. Oh, uh, Fire Emblem Warriors is the one on Switch. Yeah. Uh, Fire Emblem Heroes, where you open it up and it just bombards you with all of these messages about late game content. And yeah. I like, I just started playing. I don't know what half of these currencies you're talking about are. I don't know what super evo weekend is or getting your (laughs) mega masters like i don't know what any of this stuff you're talking about is i I just turned this on and there's 87 buttons so that's kind of the, the feeling that it has is it's just it's a lot and it's not very good yeah like it just it doesn't really work um it's a really cool idea and I I was just jonesing for that kind of gameplay. Something like a Battlefield Bad Company or a Battlefield or Star Wars Battlefront. Something where I could feel like I was in a a large battle and I wasn't the one carrying the whole thing.
1: The three-way map reminds me, like, it's hard to envision that being fun. And maybe this is just Like, I always think of this anecdote where me and two of my buddies would play, like, three-way chess, which may be the nerdiest thing I'll ever say in my entire life. (laughs) But we'd basically play two games of chess at the same time because there was three of us and didn't want to exclude another person. Sure. So all the time what would happen were, like, my two buddies would get so into it that they would not take the games with me seriously. (laughs) So I'd end up winning both my games, but they would consider whoever won the game between them two, like, the true victor. Sure. <laughs> so, it's like, I I won two games. In one, Only one of you won one game. Like, I'm the winner. And they're like, yeah, but that wasn't the fun bit of this. So, it's like, ah. Oh. So, like, that's always how I see these, like, three-way matches going. It's like, some, there's there's one actual game going on within well, that game.
0: Thankfully, with, with Planetside, it's so large that it is it, it, it it's a variety of battles going on at one point there's like 8 different fronts that your side could be fighting on I think the map yeah. has 200 and some odd people on it as a whole So, mm. or at least that's where it caps out so it gets it gets big
1: so yeah, it's entirely team based like just being on a team dictates like who the winner and the loser is or is there like um, I don't know. Is that just sort of how they ground the game and make it interesting?
0: I I don't I don't think I follow your question.
1: It, is is there a winner? Because you called it an MMO, so I guess there doesn't need to be a winner. But that uh,
0: it, it's um futile. So what will happen is once one side has taken enough, of, I want to say it's like sixty or seventy percent of the of the areas on a continent. Mm-hmm. They're considered to have won it, and it resets. Gotcha. And so it goes back to um, each team having like eight sectors that all converge in the, like are a line in a line that converge in the middle.
1: Uh okay. So there's there's some stuff that's translated to like the battle royale modes that we see nowadays. So that's kind of interesting.
0: Yeah, yeah. There, there's definitely some some stuff that they've done that's interesting, but it's. It's not perfect, and there's too much... There's just too much stuff that it, you couldn't possibly get into it now. Hmm. Everyone who's playing has been playing for so long that I I, I tried oh, yeah. to get back into it, and I'm like, I don't know what's going on. Everyone's way better than me.
1: Yeah, depending on how good the game is, like, that, that only takes, like, one to five years anyway, like... Because everyone liked Overwatch, there was, like, a really long wind-up for that. But most games, it's, like, six months later. It's like, oh, God, why would I bother trying to learn this game?
0: Yeah, and thankfully, at least with Overwatch, like, at the beginning, the meta didn't change hugely. They weren't they were adding a ton of new people every month. Yeah. Or, like, you know, having these... The, the nice thing with a game like Overwatch is that it doesn't have... Um, there's no material gain to it. Yeah. You don't have better equipment or a better starting position than anyone else in a match because yeah. you've played it for longer. You may you you have, you know, your actual your internal skill is better, but theoretically anyone else could jump in there and be better than you.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's true. It's also a rare case where the competitive mode took like forever to come out in that game too. So it gave people a lot of time to just get comfortable Rather than being like, okay, I'm I'm sick of playing with these fucking plebes. Like, I have to go into competitive now, and oh, it's too sweaty for me. Like, I I found no place where I belong.
0: Yeah, I'm not gonna go back into Overwatch anytime soon. That's never gonna be something that I'm gonna do.
1: Yeah, I've been feeling the itch lately, so maybe that's why it's on my mind.
0: But anyway. Oh, really? Yeah. I, I can't explain it. I think it's it's
1: it's just an itch. It's like, I haven't played it in a while. I, want, I I enjoy that game tremendously. Like, it's a game I could see myself, like, getting, spending the time to get good at. Like, especially coming off of a, a pretty long Dota kick. I, I, like, there's a hole in my heart for competitive gaming that <laughs> I just try to ignore as much as possible because it's such a time sink to just play one game. That's fair.
0: That's fair. Yeah. All right. So you ready to do our little fireside chat here? Sure. Think I am. Okay. All right. So I, I've got a question for you. Uh, this is this is a bit of a puzzler. If you want to take a minute and think about it, and we can, you know, um, have Dana here edit out, you know, your ruminating over it.
1: <laughs> slow grunting.
0: Yeah. You're slow grunting and just going. Oh, oh. Oh. Um. What game series do you think does not need? to continue or be brought back. So there's a lot of talk about, you know, people are constantly trying to bring back old series. Something that just either has not adapted or has not aged well, or there's no possible way to age it well.
1: I I might have one, but I'm not a huge fan of it, so I'm going to throw this out there just as a talking point. Okay. Perfect Dark does not need to exist nowadays.
0: Oh, that. That is spicy. I like that a lot.
1: Perfect Dark was a game that was perfect for the n64 generation it didn't translate well to 360 it didn't have a good enough story to warrant a a remake or a reboot so for the most part everyone's just forgotten about it and yet i keep hearing all this stuff like oh god i want i want the perfect dark like it's time like we're never gonna get another good 007 game so perfect dark's next logical fucking conclusion to that (laughs) that game is unplayable if you played it nowadays, like if, you play, if you play with those same controls or even like some semi-adapted controls, it is the absolute worst experience you can have. There's next to no story to it. If you want like that vibe, just create a new IP. Um, I,
0: I was going to ask, did, did you play Perfect Dark, the XBLA one? Uh, Zero? No, no, no the 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 one they did towards the end of the 360's life uh, life cycle, where they basically just upscaled, and ported Perfect Dark oh, over to Xbox yeah, Live Arcade. It
1: was part of the uh, the Rare Replay or something is that what mm. I'm thinking of? Uh,
0: before that, yeah, but yeah, that that same idea, like of they took it, they upscaled the graphics, they added multiplayer, yeah. you could do like online multiplayer with it, a couple other things, and it was an yeah, XBLA I... exclusive.
1: I am not sure. I may have booted it up once, but like I I vividly remember like trying to replay Golden Eye and Perfect Dark like on the N64 like so much later and it's like, "Huh. That's why they didn't make another one of these. Like you can't <laughs> this it would be a completely different game." And that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> that's just a franchise that like needs to die. People need to fucking move on let's let's hope some new ideas get generated and if they remake it with Joanna Dark who, you know, fights aliens or whatever the fuck the story is, like it really needs to be a completely new experience anyway and it just doesn't need to be that game. Uh yeah. Yeah, that's the one that jumps to mind. Otherwise, I I I don't know. <laughs> no, I, th- <laughs> Take, I think like, that's, I
0: think that's a good answer. I think that that is it's kind of exactly what I was hoping you would give. Something that was slightly controversial that was going to ruffle are, is, a couple is it of controversial? feathers are,
1: are people still really well I guess I'm literally talking about people being riled up about it but it's it literally doesn't make sense in my brain that people are like oh god I can't wait for the next perfect dark it's like you need to let go it's like almost like prey it's like just just let go <laughs> and then it came out for some reason uh, anyway I mean, that's another I, Spice tea.
0: I would almost say that prey didn't come out like it yeah. did but did it though like did, did it, it really did it
1: need to be called prey? Like did it really? What's your take on this topic, Andy?
0: So that was actually Goldeneye was going to be my answer because so that was one that I Whoa. know a lot of people are are holding the torch on, and I just think it, it's it, it's the gaming equivalent of like Firefly. It's just like you can't it it's gone. You have to let it go. Yeah, it's done. A last
1: follower. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just.
0: It was great while it lasted. We all miss it. We all have very fond memories, but just uh, just let it go. But I, I actually, my thought right now is, um, classic RTS's just as a whole, Command and Conquer, those kind of games. I yeah. actually specifically Command and Conquer. I just I don't think it makes sense and needs to exist. And they keep trying to do something with that IP. Yes. Like. The whole Brotherhood of Nod thing, the whole Red Alert thing, all of that stuff was entertaining, and the full motion video stuff was entertaining. But it's not; it's all very '90s. It just—it's a very '90s thing. It does not need to exist anymore, and I yeah. don't think you're going to be able to sell new people on this idea of a very stodgy and slow paced RTS. Right. When everything's yeah. kind of evolved away from that
1: that that is really interesting point. I recently went back and tried tried out like Halo wars again because that's something that I actually did play a lot on 360 mm-hmm. and it's uh, to your point, just slow and janky and like I never really got that excited about RTSs anyway, but like that's a franchise that like I was really interested in at the time and I liked it probably more than I would normally like an RTS and it's like. I did not enjoy playing it even for fucking 10 minutes. Like I got through the first mission and I was like, I can't play. I, I don't see me me playing an RTS anytime soon. Long story short. I would love yeah, even
0: for people to, to build on that concept, find a way to modernize the RTS. I think it's that kind of strategy can exist, but I just, I don't think that standard build a base, build the barracks build yeah. eight guys out of the barracks, build a new harvester. Like
1: Yeah, watch your people bring in one resource at a time.
0: Yeah, and I've played games that are like that, but without the combat, or without, without with less of a focus on combat. There's an there's a yeah. indie game called Rise to Ruin, which is kind of like that, but it focuses a lot more on the slow progression of building, and it's a bit more right. zen in that way.
1: I, th- I think the industry's done a good job of decompiling what made the RTS genre good and sort of making games that are like, take the best parts of what was good about those games. Like, yeah. Like the resource management stuff, like you get good games, like city skylines, I guess I, I, <laughs> basically resource management games. And then you have like the total war games, which are like, Oh, the all out battles. Like you can still get that experience. Like that's what I liked about RTSs. I'd find a way to rush until I had a big army. And then I just go fucking ham. And if that didn't work out, then I was just fucking F sevening out of the game.
0: I, I think what we need is um, you need someone to do for RTS's what Amnesia did for survival horror, like just for or for horror games in general. Just something hmm. that is going to take the idea and bring you know, give it a shot of adrenaline and bring new life into it in a way that isn't. Let's take the old thing and make it prettier. Yeah. Like let's let's play around with ideas. Let's come up with something that's that's a bit different. That we can do with RTSs
1: Yeah I I always thought that that's what like Warcraft 3 did to that genre And then like Heroes just weren't a thing after that In RTSs And just became a separate thing
0: Yeah he, Heroes is a, is a difficult thing because it, it does Really change the, the balance and goal like you had those um, Did you ever play the Dawn of War series
1: Uh, Very briefly
0: because th- those had that same thing of heroes, and it was very, like, from one to two, they added heroes in, and it compl- it was an entirely different game. Mm. It was like going from Age of Empires to Company of Heroes. <laughs> like, it was just, it was such a, a stark change in the gameplay and your focus that I, I couldn't get into it because I just, I couldn't wrap my head around the entirely new strategies of it.
1: Yeah, that's definitely fair. Warcraft 3 is a completely different game from Warcraft 2, for sure. Yeah, well, we'll leave that to smarter people than us, I guess.
0: Yeah, yeah, we're not going invent, to invent a better uh, RTS today. Yeah. Not for lack of trying.
1: No, no, we, we tried pretty hard right, right there for a minute. Yeah, we did, we did. Somebody will pick up on the ramblings.
0: Yeah, somebody run with that, and then uh, let us know how you did, and <laughs> yeah. just 10%. That's all we really need, 10%. <laughs> what,
1: I'll take 7.5. Oh. I'm not greedy. <laughs> Yeah, I don't so have you're, a gonna,
0: you're you're gonna undercut me here. That's rude. It's business. <laughs> you already talked to, to me about uh, "Deliver the Moon." Tell me what, tell me what that's all about. Uh, "Deliver Us the Moon."
1: Okay. Pretty decent game. Pretty, pretty decent. So it's a story-driven game. Um, it's there's no combat in it for those that appeals to, but there are some action sequences. So it's not like a walking simulator. It's more of it's something in between, like. Gravity and Mass Effect, I guess. Maybe that's a really (laughs) generous comparison.
0: (laughs) Wait, Uh, uh, wait, like Gravity with Sandra Bullock?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Somewhere in between that and Mass Effect. There's not much room. There's Aliens Gravity, right? Work with me here. Yeah, okay, okay. (laughs) The, The story is basically that you need to reboot a moon base... Um, because it basically powers the Earth in the year 2055, I believe. So, for some reason, you only send one person up on a giant rocket ship to accomplish that, because all of humanity's survival is dependent on that.
0: Sure, sure. Um, so just do one. Not...
1: just just do one. So, not to get completely hung up on some of the, the story gaps, which there definitely are several of them. It's, it's also unique because it, it'll toggle frequently between first- and third-person view, there's, okay. Well, that's actually one of the things I liked about it. I think my favorite thing about it is that it's not super, like, sticky. Like, you don't have a bunch of, like, floating around in space. You do get it. It front loads a lot of that. So you need to be patient with the game. Because I was about to quit when I got to all the floating and the trying to navigate through electric fields upside down. Like, that's very frustrating.
0: Oh, but, all right. <laughs> <laughs> i'm but, i'm getting so many mixed emotions right now from this
1: yeah but you get through that um what I mean by it's not super super sticky is that like you're not doing all the things you would assume you'd be doing in like a, a space exploration adventure game you get a lot of different unique puzzles I'm trying to think of some so some are like physics based puzzles some. Some are like the floating puzzles, like I said. Some are like lining up, you know, electric beams and stuff. I, I felt like there was a really nice balance of what they were trying to do here and not like being a completely cliched experience. Um, so it was, it was frequently like refreshing itself. Um, but it is a short experience. It's only like four or five hours to beat the whole game. So it, it's definitely good that it didn't stick to just one or two things and like try and make those things harder it was it felt like a complete space experience if you know what i mean
0: kind of
1: it, like
0: a complete it, space experience yeah
1: it's it's kind of hard to explain you're gonna have to take my word for it <laughs> I, without without i feel without like, I being feel like spoilers. you picked a good game yeah well, I actually did quite enjoy it. I thought that a lot of times it was like a very zen experience. Um, fairly relaxing, like the just the void of space and trying to do simple things was fairly nice, especially because they used Unreal 4 for this. So it's absolutely gorgeous. I don't know the size of the team that worked on it. It's a small indie team, but they did a really good job of like, not making it look like a cheap cheap indie game it looked really fabulous it it was very eye-popping like almost every unique hesitate to use the word biome because you're on the moon for the entire thing but basically there's like you're, you're on Earth to start and then you go to like the space station above moon, the moon and then you go like to the moon and all the space stations on the moon. So they do a good job of mixing up not just like the puzzles but the environments. At the end of the day, it's definitely a story based experience. Um, you get some adventure bits and like I'll again without spoiling anything, I'll compare it to gravity. You'll get some experiences like you'd expect in that. Some, some a little bit janky again, indie experience. Uh, but for the most part, you'll you'll enjoy it. you will not be too crazy stressed out when those things happen because you'll have like very clear paths that you need to take, or you know what needs to be done. As long as you don't diddle around, like like reading somebody's email on an iPad that's somehow powered still on this abandoned moon base, you should be you should be fine on time. Okay, I was surprised by it honestly. Uh, it's a game I played. Expecting very very little. I think the marketing may have been a bit weak on that, but I'm obviously not going to fault the game on that. I, I didn't hear a single thing about it, but it it, it felt like a decent like double A studios, you know, side project, and that's that's kind of a compliment.
0: Yeah, kind of. I mean, it's 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 a bit of a backhanded compliment, I think.
1: Yes, it didn't. <laughs> I will say that if I was going to criticize it for anything, it didn't feel like a complete experience when there were sort of like the more, obviously there's no like combat, but there's more, there's like risky bits, I guess. Like those, those bits were janky. I think those could have been done better. I think the experience could have been a little bit more slow and thoughtful. Like you get a lot of story in the back half too and it's all done through holograms similar to I assume Tacoma I didn't actually play Tacoma but I think the whole story in Tacoma is played out through holograms
0: Okay I I think you're right That's that's when you're you're going in. you're like walking around a space station and and trying to figure out what happened on the space station
1: Yes yes okay. that's almost exactly what happens here you're trying to you you're not trying to figure out what happens but like you figure out what happens through you know, sort of artificially gated holograms and like soundtracks. So you won't need to like find the stuff because it'll just like the sound, the audio logs will be literally the gate you walk through to go to the next section. it'll be like, Oh, you just unlocked an audio log. Here's the fucking story that you need to hear. Otherwise like this just sort of feels like a hollow experience. So I think that all those bits sort of could have been more cleanly or interestingly, implemented okay but i won't i won't fault it too much because it's it's a decent story it's not a bad story it's not revolutionary but it, i enjoyed it
0: you may have already said how long is the experience four or five hours i think
1: i beat it almost in one night um i only had to pop on and finish like the last mission the next day so yeah two-day experience for most people i think
0: okay and how um what, what did you play it on council
1: it's also available on in, pc as well. any
0: particular console or just in general just a general console xbox
1: one x okay um there are some enhancements for the one x i would absolutely suggest putting it onto the performance mode and if that's even a setting on the pc version up the frame rate lower the resolution like it's it's unreal man it it looks good
0: (laughs) i'm having a hard time reading how you feel about this game (laughs) <laughs> to be honest with you,
1: it's a tricky game to feel really strongly about. Like, I, I traditionally play a lot longer experiences. The story was good. The experience was good. None of the. Nothing about it blew me away. I think. Okay. They did a. If they did something that was particularly good, it was the visuals. And that's. I don't know how much of that's just them buying assets for Unreal. I don't know how much of them how much of it is them building out their own assets but like the game looks sharp all the assets look sharp so i'm not going to pass judgment on like how or what their process was but it seems like it's such a rich sort of all the environments are so rich that it's hard to believe that they built all of that out just for like this five hour story because there's so many beautiful assets in this game so maybe i should have done more research on that one
0: would you recommend it to people? Yeah,
1: I, I would It falls in like a tricky area Where it's like Not like a walking simulator So I, I, I'd say everyone should play Gone Home But also you can beat Gone Home in an hour and a half And you go through such a crazy range of emotions Being inside one house This This feels more like a space adventure And that definitely doesn't appeal to most people that I know but if that does sound like your kind of bag, like if you're at all, like if you, again, if you liked Mass Effect, you might find a lot of different things that you like about this. If you liked, you know, <laughs> gravity, like you might enjoy a lot of the, the tension in this game. But you, I think you do fundamentally have to enjoy sort of the, like the absolute loneliness of space and sort of all of the, the risk that goes into space exploration because that's sort of a lot of what the story plays into. Okay. And yeah, the the extinction of mankind's pretty touchy topic nowadays. But you know, <laughs> <laughs> no, I, don't play vampire if you're not into that because that takes place during the Spanish flu.
0: I I don't see how that could possibly be related.
1: That's uh, it's upsetting. I, I'm just everyone's stressed out.
0: I'm sorry. I don't I don't have a ton of questions for you unfortunately because I don't really know what to think about this game I, I went into it not knowing anything before yeah. you started talking about it and it it kind of feels like one of those games where if I would like it I would feel that way by now
1: yes I think that it needs to appeal like to you on the outset of playing the game before like if, if it do- nothing about this sounds appealing and i say it's a good game. Don't don't listen to me. Like it, the game needs to be fundamentally appealing to you to actually be enjoyable. Cuz there's nothing like again, there's nothing like that strong about the game that's like makes it a universal must play. I liked it cuz i like like that space environment. Yeah. It's it's a tricky sell. I don't think i would recommend it to very many people.
0: Do you know people that you would recommend it to? Like like do you actively know people in your daily life, that you would say like you should buy this game.
1: In my daily life, absolutely not. In my like extended life, maybe a couple people. Okay. So like I, I I had heard about it through the grapevine. I had seen people suddenly become interested in this game that didn't look like from the outset all that professional or all that well done. But I got into it and I was surprised at like the decent quality and the decent state that it was released in. Like it wasn't a super janky buggy game. Like, it had its fair share of indie jank charm, but otherwise, it was a really solid experience. Okay,
0: I, I, unfortunately, I don't really have a lot of questions for you.
1: Yeah, no, that's that's fair. Again, it's, like, five, six-hour experience. Like, really, don't need to beat, beat around the bush. Like, if, if what I've described about this game sounds good, definitely play it. You will enjoy it. If it doesn't sound appealing, don't play it. You will not enjoy it. Like, it's it's that cut and dry. Like, I don't... I, I don't even I don't need to sell the game. I probably could have just read the the store description and if it sounded appealing, you probably would enjoy <laughs> that type of game.
0: I don't think yeah. I'm going to buy it.
1: That's that's fair.
0: I hope that's okay.
1: Yeah, I don't I don't remember. <laughs> it's not okay. <laughs> this this will be the last episode of game off, Andy.
0: Oh man. Well, the
1: straw that broke the camel's back. No, yeah, it's I, I don't think it was expensive. I don't actually remember. But it's yeah. Everything's been said. So, why don't we move on? Animal Crossing New Horizon?
0: A, a bit of a, a side note before I jump into this. Because, as you know, Brent, I've been contemplating how to talk about this game for... since it was released. Mm-hmm. And I, I think I know what I'm going to do. <laughs> I think I think I know how to talk about this. <laughs> and remain fair and sane and not crying. I don't know, we'll see. So, Animal Crossing New Horizon is an interesting little game. Um, it's made by a company called Nintendo, who have made a number of games for the Switch you may have heard of. Uh, Animal Crossing itself is an interesting concept for a game. I don't know how well it's going to work, though. What you have is a an island that you as your your main character move on to as part of this kind of island getaway package. And they've filled Animal Crossing, um, which is kind of an interesting idea, with with these kind of anthropomorphic animals that are very friendly. There's one named Tom, and he's some kind of raccoon. And there are a bunch of others um, that they've populated this island and surrounding islands with. And so you move on to this deserted island, and you go through kind of standard crafting loop to hit trees with various implements to get sticks and types of wood to start building furniture and things like that to decorate. It's, it's very much a decorating and, um, and uh, you know, like, uh, I'm the cosmetic and kind of showing off the way you can make things look pretty kind of game. Mm. You go around but and you fundamentally
1: different from a game like Minecraft though. Right?
0: Yes. Yes. Minecraft. There's very much a, the loop is about crafting this game does not have that. It has crafting in it, but I feel like this was whoever made this game, you know, whatever however big this team at, at Nintendo is, just kind of had this idea that there had to be crafting. because um, mm. there's really no point to the crafting. It doesn't add anything to the experience, it just kind of extends the loop. You know, in a game like Minecraft, the crafting is part of the survival, and you have to balance how you craft things and how how much you carry with you and what kind of things you take out with you because you're on an island and there's no threat and I should make it there is no threats in this game you can't die you can't get hurt you can't lose anything you can get I, I should uh, correct I'm sorry um you can get hurt but you can't get hurt in a way that has any long-term effects it's a it's a it's a very short term. You don't lose anything. It's not like in Stardew Valley, you get hurt in the mines and you die and you lose things out of your pockets and you lose the rest of your day. Um, mm-hmm. This Animal Crossing game is just about, um, you have an infinite amount of time, infinite amount of resources that you could possibly be getting from the areas around you. And you're just using that to build up decorative items to show off your island and to do little tasks, you know, for the mem- the people living on your island, the little animals living on your island uh, to make them happy and to encourage more animals to move to your island and you you know you want to get an animal to move there you build a little house and you outfit it with things and then you go off to another island and you find that animal and you say hey i've got a cool island would you like to move to it and they say yes and now they live there (laughs) but most of the game is is going around and collecting things to earn money and then using that money to build and decorate things around your island it's a very um i don't want to call it shallow because i feel like that's passing a lot of judgment it's very clearly for a specific type of player a shallow player uh, no it's a it's a the kind of player i think someone who, who likes the sims could probably really get into it because it is a lot of you can do a lot of really cool decorating things and designing things uh designing patterns to put places so you can make like custom dirt paths going places and recreating art and recreating outfits Um, There's a lot of customization in there If you're really into customization, this game might appeal to you But the general Mm. loop Is unfortunately Just where things fall apart And it really needs to be refined Because you have crafting that doesn't really You have to craft tools But because there's no time limits And there's an infinite amount of resources It's just a time sink There's no managing of it There's no risk of running out of things It's just an infinite number of of Amount of wood and things you can get or you can just go buy tools from from the store.
1: I've heard a lot about the Animal Crossing experience being cathartic, especially in this day and age. Mm. How do you how do you find that? Do you find that to be true? Do you find it?
0: I um, I personally cannot fathom it being a cathartic experience because the way that this game has been designed is so. Poorly optimized for your time. Oh. It's a game that does not respect your time in any way. The way that this game is is set up as far as interacting with people, interacting with things, dialogue, everything is repetitive and slow. Things that should take one button press take nine. To... to fly to another island you have to go to one building and interact with the machine to go three menus deep to buy a ticket to leave that building to go to another building to the airport to give the ticket to a person to have five or six different conversations with them to then load going to the next island uh, it's extremely extremely poorly optimized for actually doing anything and this is um something that you and i have talked about briefly and i I think where my biggest problem with this game... And I think the focus of my thoughts about this game... Have been over the last month or two... Or whenever it came out... um, Is that... Nintendo as a whole needs to stop... Being treated as if they are... In some sort of magic fantasy land... Where they can't be compared to anything else. Because if you read people talking about Animal Crossing... The only thing they will do if they're defending it is say either that that's the way or essentially say that's the way things have always been done in animal crossing. (laughs) Any poor design decision uh, decisions about pacing about balancing about um, the way that time passes and the way that things are earned slowly or quickly. All of it is just, well, that's the way animal crossing has always been done. And any, any of the reviews I've read that weren't critical were you know there was there's a big gulf of critical or extremely critical or glowing and the glowing ones just talked about the game in a comparison to the last animal crossing as if there have been no other games that have been made in that time
1: yeah totally in a vacuum
0: and this is something for for a lot of
1: games is fine but
0: well it, it is but i think this is a problem that 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 is unique to nintendo in that I went back and started reading reviews of things like Smash Brothers, of Splatoon 2, of Breath of the Wild and from a lot of even major outlets the discussion of the game is entirely in the context of comparison to the previous game. Yeah. Breath of the Wild was so, you know, people avoided criticizing it at all because it was such a step up from the previous Zelda game. And there was no, you know, in any of the 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 glowing reviews of it. They didn't talk about weapon crafting, weapon degradation, in the in the totality of video games. It was just in the context of Zelda. Mm. When I see people talking about crafting and the way that the, the pacing and the loop for Animal Crossing, it's not that crafting is a is a mechanic that is extremely overdone and kind of outdated at this point. And we've already gone past the point where it was innovative, and then it was thrown into every game just for the sake of it being put in a game, to now where like games actually either use it because it needs it or they don't and this it's just shoehorned in here for no reason the idea that you have that your your tools you, you degrade and need to be crafted is insane and not fun and horrible and I, I have not read a single defense of that addition to this game that wasn't that didn't translate to well I like the game so therefore it's fine and, and I think like here, here's an, here's, I'm going to take this in a weird direction So stick with me for a second um, For those of you not from the northeast There's a place in Connecticut Called Frank Pepe's Pizza and, Oh boy Yeah, You probably already know this, where this is going it's a Dangerous line Frank Pepe's Pizza makes very good pizza They are consistently ranked As one of the best pizza places In the country if not the world And I am not here to dispute that What I am here to talk about is the way that they slice their pizza, which is basically (laughs) taking a pizza, making one horizontal line across, and then from that horizontal line, making semi-perpendicular lines out to the sides to create very weirdly shaped pseudo-rectangles and trapezoids and triangles. (laughs) And it's the kind of thing that Frank Crapface is very much known for. If you see people talking about it... Uh, You know, like travel magazines and food magazines, writing about it, they talk about the way that they slice it is kind of unique. And my contention is that's fine. But if that didn't happen, and a new restaurant opened up and cut their pizza like that, every review would call (laughs) it hipster bullshit and tell them to cut it out, (laughs) and say that's dumb. Cut your pizza like regular, you assholes. And I'm not saying that Frank Pepe's needs to change. That's that's their thing. That's their (laughs) tradition. But I don't think anyone could look at the way that pizza is cut and say, that's better. That makes more sense. That sometimes there's just a weird triangle of pizza in the middle that's like an inch wide from the kind of haphazard way they were slicing across. That's a good thing. That's what we want to happen. <laughs> and that's every decision in Animal Crossing. If Animal and I tried I started this conversation trying to talk about it like Animal Crossing was a brand new game from a small studio and I failed. Animal Crossing, if it was made by a small studio today and released, people would say, this should be an early access. There is a lot of quality (laughs) of life improvements that need to be made here. This inventory system is garbage. This inventory and menu system is inconsistent. The fact that you can't access your inventory from your crafting bench, your storage from your crafting bench, is idiotic. The way that the pacing is done is idiotic the way that it's set up so that things happen during the day and it's on a 24 hour cycle so if you don't play during the hours that they imagine that people would play you miss out on huge swaths of content
1: yeah and the only way the turnip market only exists in the mornings. here's an example what sadistic fuck (laughs) came up with that
0: here's an example when you start the game to buy and sell things you go to a tent and you can go to that tent because that tent is open 24 hours a day and you can buy and sell things um, and then eventually the people, the, uh, Tom Nook, wants you to build a store. And the store will have more things that you can buy. And it's, it's a physical object, so it'll look pretty on your island. And you walk in there, and you build this. And there's more special items you can build. You can walk around. It's very nice. But the store closes at 10. So you no longer can sell things 24-hour. So if you work third shift, or if you don't get a chance to play until the evenings, you're fucked. Because you can't access the store now. You've now done a huge part of the game, the, the first big quest-type thing, has put you at a disadvantage. Why? What, what decision, what reason could there possibly be for gating that off like that? Other than That's no it. one at Nintendo ever considered the idea that someone might be playing this outside the hours they did.
1: Yeah. It, it sounds like they're trying to cut a really weird line of, like, making it immersive but also not at all i like with everything you've described like they like that's one of the my favorite things about like pokemon gold and silver was that it had like a day night cycle but it was also came out when i was a teenager and had time to diddle around on my game boy at like you know 8 a.m
0: this game is just designed yeah like that it's it's designed to be kind of immersive but immersive in one way that they've imagined right and so much of the stuff in here when you're building going to build the um the the house or the, the store that i was just talking about you need to gather 30 softwood 30 hardwood 30 iron and when you you've gathered 15 of it you think okay my inventory is full I'm going to go deposit this and give it to the guy and say, I've gathered 15 to 30. And he says, no, sorry, we can only take 30. I know it's kind of irritating. Isn't it crazy? We can only take 30. Like they acknowledge the fact that it's stupid and irritating that they, they will only (laughs) take it from you. If you have the full amount, there's no reason for that. Other than just to say that man is not a
1: capitalist.
0: It it, it is. It feels like a fuck you from the developers. Just (laughs) yeah. Sorry. No. Got to give us all 30. Why? Doesn't matter. Fuck you.
1: Yeah, we, we got to pace the economy. We don't know what's going to happen here.
0: It's little things like that that are just... You look at it and you know that the developers were aware that they were making a conscious choice here. We could go in two directions. One which is more open and fun. And one which is more restrictive and forces people to play the game the way we imagine them to play it. Hmm and every, every time they ended up in that fork in the road between something that would be, that might possibly allow someone to over-optimize to min-max the game, which you still can do, I mean people are you've know, you seen the turnip market thing and people charging people fees to get onto their island to sell things at the turnip market, that's already happening but anytime they came Christ. to that fork in the road of making a fun decision or one that was Geared towards one specific playstyle, they picked that specific playstyle every time, and I I do not think that if this game was released by someone other than a Nintendo, if this was a new series, it was called My Funky Island Life, and it was it was <laughs> put out by um my uh, animal bros <laughs> by fucking Techland, Techland put out My Funky Island <laughs> Life. People would play this and be like this is a uh, a C. There's some really interesting stuff here, and they made a lot, the 3D model a lot of objects, but there are some basic pacing and quality of life things and UI things that just don't make any sense. Have you read the horror so, stories of, of multiplayer?
1: I Yeah, I was going to ask you about the, the whole pausing the entire game to watch somebody fly in and out of multiplayer every time.
0: Yeah, if, if you've not seen this, so there's this idea of uh, a Dodo code. Which is, I will grant them, a cool idea. The idea is you want to generate like a one-time use code for people to be able to access your island and come check it out. Okay. Um, and then you can share that. And then anyone who has it can get on there. But then you can just end that and it's, okay, no one can ever use that again. It's like those you know, what those temporary credit card numbers that you can get issued. Yeah. For one Meeting transaction. IDs, yeah, exactly. Whatever. Um, and so you can put that out there. And people will do this. They'll they'll go on a stream and they'll say, hey, I'm a streamer. I'm playing this game. Anyone can come on my island and, and play with me while I'm here. Every time someone goes to join your island, there is a minute to two minute long process of stopping everyone and then showing an animation of that person joining your island and then them landing and coming on there. And this is, so if I, if I was a popular streamer and I put my Dodo code out there and eight people wanted to join at the same time, we could be sitting for over ten minutes watching them join in sequence. Oh, no. Because no one in Nintendo has ever fucking heard of drop-in multiplayer.
1: <laughs> That's also, like, the only context where you want to use this Dodo code, really. Like, if if you only have five friends on Switch, like, probably most people do. Then you just want to keep it open anyway, and it's like, oh, a friend pops in, like what a lovely surprise. But even that only happens like what well, once a fucking blue moon, right? So yeah, you have this like complete slowdown of this entire use case for like their multiplayer. Like that's that's bonkers. It's absolutely bonkers. It's
0: absolutely idiotic. Um, the way that they've set that up, everything is just. It, it's just set up to be twee and to be f- cute without any real care and i i don't think from from having played a bunch of these games from playing this from playing luigi's mansion from playing mario odyssey from playing, i don't think anyone at nintendo really gives a shit about your time <laughs> I, and I, I i we've talked about this i think but going back and, re- and playing mario odyssey there is every time you get a moon there is that animation and the song and dance and it shows that card that that keeps track of how long you know what date you got that moon as if you're going to put it yeah. in your fucking scrapbook <laughs> that's dumb that's a dumb thing to add and it wastes time and it's cool the first couple of times you get the moon but when you're in a level that's got 15 moons to get it's just alright here we go yeah okay let's keep going like it's just <laughs> it's just slog and I know that a lot of people are going to say like oh well you slow down and have fun you you don't have to rush like, I, take your time sweetheart I'm a 33 year old man who has like an hour a day to play <laughs> games I can't be sitting here watching some fucking owl say the same three lines of dialogue over and over again <laughs> while I'm just trying to fill out his museum like meet me halfway hey, here and it's not like this isn't something that could be done because Stardew Valley exists and Stardew Valley <laughs> made consistent improvements over its continued life cycle to make to get rid of fluff and to get rid of this stupid yeah. grind. Of you know, they added the, these. They added it so that if you want to craft things, you can go to a workbench and it will pull from any adjacent tre- treasure chests. So you can craft things very easily and keep things in storage, rather than in this game of I right, gotta go in my house, grab a thing out of storage, go to the work. Oh, mm. fuck! I forgot the feather. Okay. <laughs> Leave uh, this, go back. I'm going gonna, I'm
1: gonna to take us out of this uh, yeah. spiral uh, that's, of I, I uh, really wanted
0: to try to avoid that, and I didn't, and I apologize. I was trying no, to uh, not go uh, there.
1: I'm going to draw this to uh, some more positive sides. Like, could the, Nintendo does exert a certain amount of charm in all of their games in different ways, depending on the game. What did you find that was particularly charming about the animal crossing experience?
0: It's a very, it's a very cute game. It's a very pretty looking game. Um, the, the visual design is really nice and cohesive And, and the, the things that other people do. And this, you know, kind of almost goes into Bethesda territory. They've, got a baseline here for other people to make really interesting assets that you can import into your game Hmm. and make these really pretty designs and seeing the the pictures of people's islands what they've been able to create both through the custom uh, design creator and their own ingenuity is amazing and it's very clever that what they've been able to do with the extremely limited poorly optimized tools that they've been provided with (laughs) there was a there was a video that was that was making the rounds a couple weeks ago of a fake Nintendo Direct that was just showing off quality of life improvements to the game. Very well made. And uh, watching it was just so painful. Because <laughs> I was looking at it and thinking like, it wouldn't take a lot for this to be a game that I put a lot of time into. Oh. Rather than a game that... We made, a,
1: we made a negative
0: again yeah I did I'm sorry I'm sorry it's a very cute game it's a very pretty game
1: it, what it, what draws you to the animal crossing experience like what you've played animal crossings before so you knew to expect a certain amount of this yes um it,
0: it, what it's kind of like uh it's kind of like Pokemon there is that there's the way you remember the loop that is very enjoyable does that make sense?
1: Yeah, compared to Pokemon's, t-
0: interesting. I I will say that like it, it, there's the way that I I think of when I when I stop playing the game and I think about it, I'm like, oh, I could go back and I could do this. I could take the time and I do this, and then you get there. Yeah, and it, it's it's less.
1: Um, yes. With previous, <laughs> you, you do the same thing forty five times that you've done in ten other games. And then you're like, I don't know if I care about getting to that fantasy point that I wanted to get to.
0: With Animal Crossing, there I, I remember, I, I definitely had fun with it in the past, and part of it was because you did not have the sense of degrading tools. That really kills the pacing of the game. For a game yeah. that's already slow-paced, just being in the middle of something and then your tool breaks. Ah, oh, for fuck's sake! You have to because in Minecraft you can craft things anywhere. You don't need to go back to your workbench back at your house to craft new shit. It's all there. This game, no. You have to go back to your workbench to craft shit, which is not fun. It's just not fun. And I don't I don't think if these things weren't in the game that anyone would be looking like, you know what would be be a good addition here? You know what would be really nice if they added? More repeated dialogue. <laughs>
1: I, I, I dialogue's a bit of the Nintendo charm though, isn't it? That that seems to be the a thing they do in every single fucking game they release. It is,
0: and, and that's why I, I wanted to kind of make this a bit of a referendum on Nintendo in general, in that I I don't I don't <laughs> think Nintendo was going to change until we start talking about their games in the context of games. Is is Breath of the Wild and I I have not played through all of Breath of the Wild, so I'm not going to make a a declaration one way or another. Is it a 10 out of 10 Zelda game? And is it a 10 out of 10 third-person adventure game, action-adventure game? Is it as good when you look at it in just the whole of action-adventure game? I see people in writing think pieces about it. Is Breath of the Wild the greatest game of all time? (laughs) And talking about it it, again, they talk about it as a Zelda game. It is the best yeah. Zelda. They added so many things to the Zelda. But what did Super Mario Odyssey add? What did Animal Crossing add to games as a whole rather than just to its IP?
1: Yeah. I think I think with Breath of the Wild, it's a bit harder to articulate. because There's like a lot of changes in that, but Mario Odyssey, it felt more like the gimmicks sort of brought it to a new level. But... Yeah, very much still a Mario game. Yeah, it is a complicated rhetorical question you threw out there. Yeah, and
0: i'm not, I'm not trying to I'm not trying to say that Mario is not a great game. I love Mario Odyssey. It's a lot of fun. It's one mm. of my I I don't think it's better than Galaxy. I liked Galaxy more, and I liked some of the earlier Mario games more. But it's a really fun game. Um, I liked what I played of Breath of the Wild. Never finished it, but I liked it. Animal Crossing, is not a good game. It's a, oh, it's right. the best Animal Crossing game out. Qu- quote for episode thirty one. Yeah. It's I don't I don't see that you could if you compared it to the other Zen time wasting games, that there's something like Slime Rancher or Stardew Valley or My Time at Porsche, or all these other games that are out there that allow you to build up and customize and go through this loop. And you could look at what Animal Crossing does and says, Yeah, but uh, what if it was slower? Uh, what if the inventory was worse? <laughs> what if the multiplayer was dog shit?
1: <laughs> like what if we took a machete to this dude's hamstring? Yeah, like
0: what if we just took things away, but gave it a lot of Nintendo charm? Okay, I, I know it's. So, I, I'm not. I'm not being as. Not being as objective as I wanted to be, I'm getting angry. And I know we all.
1: <laughs> I, yeah, I, I'm trying to draw it out of you, but they, they, I don't think it's there. I don't think there's anything to draw out. Like you're not, you're not going to bullshit me. So. No,
0: I, I just, I, Clearly I you didn't enjoy the
1: experience. <laughs> I paid full price
0: for this game. I liked previous Animal Crossing games. I wanted to like this one, and much like with Pokemon games, I go into them with, for the first time, thinking that they'll have improved on the things that are stupid about Pokemon games. Yeah and they don't they never do and they won't and it's not because they don't know that those are problems (laughs) it's not because people haven't complained that telling me that it's still raining in between each round is horrible and slow and not fun and horrible they're not stupid they know these are issues (laughs) they just don't care
1: the, you want to hear the, the cheekiest uh, implementation of that I've seen in the longest time? Yes. Yes, I do. Again, again, back to Yakuza Kiwami. Every, every time... And Yakuza Zero, sorry. Anytime you go to the, the save booth, um, and in Zero, there is no autosaves. Uh, quick aside. But oh, good. Every time you access the save point, it says, This is a save... Save box. It also has an item box where you can store items, and you have to hit A to go through that every single time you want to save the game. Yeah. So you get a little tutorial on how the save box works every single time you want to use it.
0: That is that is such a Nintendo thing to do. Of just <laughs> yeah, no, just telling not you. Not even again. a Nintendo
1: game, but it is the most Nintendo thing.
0: In case you forgot in case you forgot something that we 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 don't even keep track of during a play session if we've already told you <laughs> it doesn't matter there's no
1: cookies here motherfucker
0: yeah there's that is that is what they do they just they don't care yeah they are not interested in making that work they just don't care about that that part of the experience
1: oh, yeah well, yeah, well I, you sure had some words for Nintendo today. Yeah,
0: and I, I didn't even... I'm not happy with them. I'm not happy with, you know... I think that, that <laughs> it, all, it all could have gone a lot better. But...
1: It's N- it's not new, a... New Horizons or your your play sessions with New Horizons?
0: No, my, my thoughts on it. Oh, okay. It's not a good game and I wouldn't recommend it to anyone.
1: It sounds like you were... Uh... Clearly upset by the experience. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So hopefully that serves as a warning to people. Sure has completely put me off of ever trying an Animal Crossing game. Because if <laughs> there was going to be one that I played, it would have been this one. Yeah. And that ship has sailed.
0: Yeah, you're not you're not missing out.
1: <laughs> well, there. I'm I'm gonna. I'm gonna put you on blast on Twitter as a little bit of a a sneak preview for next week's up or this episode, <laughs> but I'm gonna put it up soon. Uh, and yeah, you you may get some hate mail. Yeah, you know, I think that the biggest but,
0: disappointment in playing it, just to wrap it up, was that I couldn't. It wasn't so bizarrely bad like a Shenmue Three. It was just. <laughs> It was just bad in a way that was disappointing, and disappointing in ways that I kind of, like, I expected to to be disappointing this way. Just, oh, you still did that. Oh, I I was kind of hoping you would have grown out of that, but you didn't.
1: Yeah, overwhelmingly disappointed. Like, if you're slightly disappointed, that's one thing, but if you're disappointed so frequently that you, like, want to beat your child, (laughs) that's... A lot of disappointment mounting up. Sure was.
0: All right. Well. Not that Andy beats his children. No, no. Well, I guess that's that then. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm glad
1: you enjoyed Animal Crossing.
0: Yeah, thanks. Thanks. There,
1: there won't be any out of context uh, tweets going out. No. With no. quotes from Andy. Not, not at all. Uh, all right. Well, I have no more questions. <laughs>
0: all right. Let's uh. Let's wrap this up.
1: Uh, you got anything you want to pitch, sell, t- Chuck?
0: Not today, not today. N- next week I might not have uh, you know a new brand of toilet cleaner or something to talk about, but but not today. <laughs> I'm
1: I'm probably gonna hit two hundred thousand gamer score on Xbox this week. Oh yeah, that's kind of a thing.
0: Nice. Yeah, that's sh- follow me on Xbox. Right, what are you, what is your uh, name on Xbox? Ar- Arcady. Uh-huh. A R K E
1: Y D I A yeah i don't i don't know how i'm gonna do it i don't know why it's interesting but it's it's a tremendous amount more than anyone else that i play video games with (laughs) so it seems monumental in its own way but then if you go online you're like oh man there's people with a million gamer score i'm a fucking pleboid but it's still a lot of gamers
0: that is that is considerable gamer score
1: yeah that's that's an xbox thing
0: for people who don't play xbox yes xbox yeah. being uh, a video game console
1: uh yeah in the year 2020 it is one of f- f- 15 that's if you include the the retro nintendo releases of course Oh, and i, and I do
0: i do almost exclusively okay.
1: well you you got nothing else i got i got, got, nothing, I got else. nothing
0: else i'm sorry i got nothing that even just thinking about animal crossing took the wind out of me
1: <laughs> and it needs like a, a
0: standing nap in a closet yeah yeah, I'm, I'm going to go to my shame spot now. <laughs> All right, well, good good night, humans. Good night. <laughs> thanks thanks for tuning in. Yeah. All right, goodbye. Bye. Bye. Bye.